Hello, welcome to Women and Faith. My name is Stephanie Schwartz, and I'm the host of Women and Faith, a podcast to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. We're looking at options in education. We're discussing the ways we school our children, and we're doing this in four sessions. We've looked at public school and private school, and we're going to look at homeschool and hybrid school. And in each episode, we are hoping to honestly assess both the advantages and disadvantages of the schooling option. So I have here with me my friend, Lindsay Henderson, and Lindsay is going to talk to us about homeschool. Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I've been married to my husband, David, for 21 years. Wow. We have three kids. Uh, our oldest is 14, our middle child is 12, and our littlest is eight. So they're all across the board. Fun. One high school, one junior high, and one elementary. <laughs> so we're doing it all. Yes. That's exciting. And where do you serve here at church? I serve with Navigating Motherhood, and mm-hmm. I also occasionally help out with teachings for Awanas. Oh, wow. That's fun. Yeah. I used to do that and love that. It's fun. Yes, it is very fun. If you can <laughs> grab the attention of kids, you can get the attention of anyone. Hopefully my three yeah. kids that I'm homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, before we start, I just want to mention that we're not promoting any schooling method, but instead we really desire to provide our friends, our listeners with honest feedback about the options that are out there. As we mentioned before, mandates are the things that we must do and methods are the way that we choose to do the things that we must do. So when it comes to schooling our kids, we need to select the right method for us, for our unique family. And to do that, we've got to gather information. We have to come before God and ask him for wisdom. We do that through prayer. And then we reason together with our husbands to make the best decision for, again, our unique kids and our unique family. So to help us gather that information, we are looking at public school, private school, homeschool, and hybrid school. So, Lindsay, can you tell me why you recommend homeschool? Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit with how each child is individual. Mm. They're each unique. And with homeschool, it's awesome because you can tailor it to each child and their specific needs. Wow. Homeschooling is completely flexible as far as um, what times you choose to homeschool, what schedule you do, what content, what pace, what it even looks like. Even the curriculums that you could choose, there are There's anything and everything that you could choose from. Right. We also like it because your school time is purely your school time. Right. You're not going to be wasting time with things like lining up or finding a pencil. Well, sometimes you find pencils. (laughs) But your school time is going to be purely school time. It's going to be used for education and you're not wasting a whole lot of time elsewhere. My kids generally seem to master content faster with homeschooling because Mm -hmm. it is this one-on-one connection. So you're able to tell if they're understanding it or if they're struggling with it. And if they struggle to get a concept, then you could slow down and camp out on it for as long as it takes them to understand that concept Mm. before you have to move on. Right. Whereas you don't get that with bigger class sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Do you feel like your kids like homeschool? They do. Every year we actually ask them and we bring them into the evaluation process of is, is this working or not? Wow. And we ask them if they would choose a hybrid or if they would choose public again or private or anything like that. And they 100% say 
they want to stick with homeschool. So it seems to be a great fit for our family, which is huge. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So, okay. What about the stereotype of the unsocialized, just completely like dysfunctional kid (laughs) because of homeschool, because of not being in that public or private school setting? How would you speak to that? Well, um, I think my husband and I were both a little bit concerned about that going into homeschool. We didn't want to have like the oddball kids or the kids that didn't know how to belong in a social setting. And we find that that's just not the case because we do have so many opportunities to expose them to social settings, whether it's through a church community, which we have here at Compass, which Mm -hmm. we're so thankful for. Yes. um, Or there are other co-ops and other organizations throughout the community that you could be part of too, if you choose not to do a church. Mm. But we also find as far as their mental and emotional health and as far as them building up relationships with other people, homeschool is amazing because we're actually, they're not exposed to bullies. They're not exposed to as much of the peer pressure as they would be getting in in a public school or a private school setting, even for that matter. And so they get to build intentional relationships Mm. versus Mm -hmm. just being thrown into a group. Right. Super interesting. And when you say they're they're not exposed to bullies, how how does that affect their relationship with one another? Do you find them more at odds with one another? Do you find them closer to one another? What have you seen to be true? Uh, with our specific family, my kids have grown tremendously closer hmm. when we started homeschooling. Right. In fact, with COVID, when it shut down and that's when we chose to homeschool, hmm. they actually all decided they all wanted to like bunk together in a room. Oh, cute. It's hilarious. And I thought they're going to strangle each other, being with each other (laughs) 24-7 and now in the same room. And I think it's just built their bonds. Mm -hmm. They are super close to each other and they build each other up. Right. Of course, we have fights, but they, for the most part, they build each other up and they have each other's backs because they're... They're their team. Yeah, super encouraging. So what about, let's say we have a listener and she really wants to do homeschool, but she doesn't feel like she's super academic. You know, the mom is listening and she's thinking, you know, I don't have all these advanced degrees or training in teaching or education. How will I be able to do this? Well, that's the beauty of what curriculum you choose. Because if you choose a curriculum where you're creating most of your stuff, which I know I have some friends that like to do that and they're very creative and they maybe have that background, that's great. But for somebody like me, science is not my thing or math is not my thing. So I'm going to go and pick a curriculum that will lay it out perfectly for me so Mm -hmm. I could open it up and I could read it and I will be like, oh, that's how I explain it to my child. So I'm not having to come up with it. In fact, I get to go pick the brain of the master who's mastered this content. And I basically get to sit at their feet and learn and Mm. teach that to my child. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think most people that I talk to have reservations when it comes to math. It feels very (laughs) daunting and very scary. Have you experienced that or? I think I had more issues when my kids were at public school trying to do common core and I couldn't even step in and help them. Whereas this, you know, we've, the math curriculums that we've picked, they have been ones that they give you multiple options on. This is how you can explain it to your kid. These are some tangible exercises you can do with your children to help them understand the concepts. And so it's not like I have to create that on my own or master that on my own. I, sometimes I learn along with them with some of the curriculum. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And 
I guess you probably had a lot of homework when your kids were in public school. Yes, yeah. So in a sense, you are doing some form of homeschool when you're walking them through all that homework. So that's got to be nice to be able to say, at least you know what's going on now. I know how it's been taught. Yeah. And uh, what's stuck with them and what hasn't. And then it makes it easier. There's and, And we don't have homework because... Everything is technically homework, but yeah, it eliminates those fights and those tears. Yes. Because yeah. we're we're consistent. It's being taught the same way at school. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, what kind of cautions or reservations would you have? Somebody maybe that wants to homeschool, but maybe they've never really heard the downside of homeschooling. Well, you hit on the, the social aspect of it. That was one that we were concerned about before we started homeschooling. And it ended up, like I said, not being this huge red flag or this huge obstacle. But I do think something that comes up a lot is just burnout. Yeah. So I encourage everybody, if you're listening and you're debating to choose this, to stick to it. There are going to be days that are really hard. There are going to be days, I mean, we have days where all three of my children are crying before 8 a.m. because <laughs> of whatever activity they don't want to do or whatever assignment they're they're struggling with or Maybe it's a whole subject that they don't care to do. And then there are days where I'm the one in tears before 8 a.m. So it it rotates. But there are going to be temptations to cut corners or to take the easier road or to let things slide. And you just have to be disciplined and stick to it. So if you are having more of those days where you have to stick to it and endure through some tough times, um, maybe you go back and you modify things a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is another beauty of homeschooling. You can go back and slow things down or take some smaller steps, break it down further. But I do think with homeschooling, that is a huge caution is don't just do what's easy. Mm. Don't cut corners. Don't give up. Right. Yeah. Find the things to celebrate so you can Mm. keep pushing on, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, how did you, how did your family come to your conclusion regarding homeschool? It sounds like you were using a different method. And then you mentioned something about COVID. So what did that look like? (laughs) It was messy. Um, no, we <laughs> we started off with um, putting our kids in private school. They did okay. that. They did private school through preschool, and then we moved them to public school. And then when COVID hit, we started realizing that there were gaps in their education, things wow. that they should have mastered. Hmm. Um, and they were at the time they were fifth grade, third grade, and preschool. So there were things that we saw milestones that just were not there, hmm. and that was a huge red flag to my husband and I. Yeah. So we started researching it. And he told me, don't get your hopes up. I don't think we're going to homeschool. I think the public schools are going to open again in the fall. He started researching it, and he mm-hmm. just said it, it looks really nice on college applications. Sometimes uh-huh. when you have homeschool and you could see all the extra things that they've done with their time as well. Yes. So so when you say your husband said, don't get your hopes up, <laughs> were you hoping to I was homeschool? hoping to homeschool okay. at this point because okay. I didn't like the mom that I was oh. being— Um, getting up and having to be the taskmaster to get them out of the house into public school. Mm -hmm. And then my kids were gone for six hours a day. And then they came home Mm -hmm. and I had to do all the homework and the Mm -hmm. tears with the homework. And then, you know, being the taskmaster to get them Mm -hmm. to get ready for whatever happens before dinner. And then after dinner, if we have Awanas or church stuff and then to bed. So we could wake up and do it again. Yeah. So for me, it was just, I liked having them home during COVID. I liked being with them and spending that time intentionally investing in them and pouring into them. So for us, I was sold and my husband was not. So I prayed that God would give me an opportunity to share just that, that I was not happy with 
being the taskmaster during the school year and that if God wanted us homeschooling, he was going to have to change my husband's heart 180 degrees. Oh, so, so funny. And he did. Wow. He did. That's very encouraging. <laughs> yes. Were you praying about that? I was praying about that because I did not want to be that nagging wife that yes. bashed yeah. her husband every yeah. single time that we discussed this. I just wanted to be able to get under whatever he was deciding for our family. Right. And wow, it will be okay. Great. So if there's a mom listening and she really wants to homeschool and her husband's saying, no way, no homeschool, <laughs> what would you encourage her to do? I would encourage her to pray about it Okay. and to ask God to provide just one opportunity mm-hmm. to lay your heart out mm-hmm. and your reasonings Right. and just ask your husband to consider it, mm-hmm. but leave it up to God to, to change their hearts because he can do that. Right. That's, yeah. He's in the business of changing hearts yeah, <laughs> all the yeah, time. Absolutely. So homeschool's yes. not too far for him to to reach Yeah, and to change those hearts. Yeah, that's for sure. So how do you assess whether this is the best fit for your kids right now? Like maybe this isn't a good fit or how do you know it's a good fit? What do you use to gauge that? Well, we make sure that they are mastering the curriculum that we're choosing for them. We also can look at the standards that the state has or standards that colleges have. You know, we have a high schooler now, and that was one thing that the beauty of homeschool, we can do dual enrollment where she can take classes that count for high school credit as well as college credit. Wow. So she's starting to do those things. So we kind of have a weird hybrid thing going on. Yeah. We just take it year by year and we kind of just assess whether this is going well, whether they're learning the things that we think they should know as adults. And you can even take state testing. I mean, I know that they make those available. Or we've done that once in the past where we've had them do all the California state testing just to see Mm -hmm. if if we're messing them up or if they're actually doing a good job. And and they scored very well compared to their peers. That's great. So, I mean, there's lots of options for you to be able to assess Mm -hmm. whether or not this is a good fit. Right. That's great. And you had mentioned before that you involve your kids in this process where you think through the year or maybe look towards the next year. It sounds like you're open to change. So I'll ask you, would you be open to change? And what does that process look like when you guys evaluate as a family where your family's at and where your kids are at? Yeah. Well, the process is many conversations along Mm -hmm. the way. Yeah. Um, We'll point out the differences between, I mean, they have friends that are in public school, they have friends that are in private school, and they have other homeschool friends and friends that do hybrid. So, I mean, they have friends from all different methods and they see what their friends' schedules look like. They see what their schedules look like. They see just the relationships that they have with their siblings. And so they can tell what would be a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And they are older. Yes. So, they, they can have some more say, which is how we ended up. Our oldest is very much interested in getting a lot of college credits done before she even graduates high school. So for her, she's motivated to do that. We don't have to get on her. Yeah. And she can make some of those decisions on her own where she's excited to do these things. And yeah. so we can support her in that way. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you see, uh, like you said, just thinking through their friends and the things that their friends are exposed to in their schooling situations. Have you seen things that your kids aren't being exposed to that you do not want them exposed to as an advantage of homeschool? Uh, yeah. I, so that's another thing is because we're together all the time, if they are exposed to some of these things that might be, uh, you know, those gray areas or those slippery slopes, 
I'm right there with them for the most part. I know what's going on under my roof. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to address it. We're able to talk through these things as they come up rather than something happen away from home or away from where they're spending a big chunk of time. I I know know things can still happen away from home. They're not just home all the time. Yes. But at least now I see the things that are going on daily in their life, the things that are repeated and consistent, Mm -hmm. and I can either address them or we can, or I can expose them as I see fit. Perfect. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then with your daughter wanting to take the college classes simultaneously, with you there, you can monitor what she's being exposed to and how she's responding to that information and assess that as well. So it's not like you have to throw her into college and just say bye and And call me if you have any problem. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's been such a beautiful thing because my husband actually brought that up. He said, you know, why wouldn't we want her to be exposed to some of these things under our roof so we can at least address them yeah. and help her walk through that thought process mm-hmm. of how how do we as you know as Christians how do we take this worldview and make sense of it or yeah. how do we understand it how do we see what's out there yeah. and interpret it in a way that pleases God or or make decisions in a way that pleases God rather than just leaving those hard topics like you said to them on their own when yeah. they're 18 yeah that's great So what final bit of advice would you give to our listeners, our ladies, when it comes to choosing the right method for their kids, for their family? What would you say to someone who's listening right now? Well, I'm assuming a lot of people listening have littler kids in their education. Yes. Um, And so some of these things... And not necessarily. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So some of these things might not apply right now, or Mm -hmm. they might seem far off in a distance, but... We should be making schooling choices based on our kids are not going to be kids forever. They're going to be adults. Right. So you are going to eventually launch them out into the world. And so you got to think about what's going to be preparing them Mm -hmm. to be the best adult that they can be. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're regularly evaluating these things, then you can make adjustments as needed. Nothing is ever set in stone. Right. It's not like you have to choose one path and stick to it forever and you're stuck there. So you can do, you can adjust and make changes, but you are the best advocate for your child. Mm. If you're not looking to their needs and figuring out what they need and what's going to best benefit them and help them to grow into the adult that God's creating them to be, yeah. then who is? Yeah. Who's going to make that yeah. decision? Who's going to help them along that road if you're right. not the one doing that? So yeah. just looking to your kids and realizing what a blessing we have to raise these these little souls that God's given to us for a short amount of time. Yeah. So true. Super helpful. Thank you so much, Lindsay. We hope that this discussion about the advantages and even the disadvantages of homeschool has been helpful to you as you prepare to choose the method that you're going to employ when called to educate your children. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. You can always email me at wfforwomeninfaith at compasschurch.org with any questions or topic suggestions that you might have, and I look forward to meeting with you next time.